Welcome to Business Beyond Borders, the go-to podcast for CPA firms seeking transformative insights. I'm your host, Lawrence Whittam, and with each episode, we'll uncover key insights, best practices, and invaluable resources tailored for CPAs. From trending strategies to diving deep into outsourcing and offshoring, our experts will help in all areas of your business. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Business Beyond Borders. So I have a very exciting guest today, Seth Feinberg. I'm sure many people know who he is, or at least have read a number of articles by him over the years. So hey, Seth, how are you doing? I'm doing great, mate. Uh, thank you so much for for having me. Uh, true story, you know, Lawrence and I just sort of met at a, a networking uh, event uh, late last year and, you know, really just hit it off. And I think we share a lot of similar ideas about the profession. And I'm looking forward to the questions you have for me uh, today. Any chance to to share any of my thoughts on uh, the, the great accounting profession is uh, it's a welcome opportunity uh, for me. Yeah, no, great, greatly appreciate it, Seth. And, and yeah, to give everyone a rough idea today. So we'll go into, again, a bit of a background about Seth for those that don't know, but also, um, again, what's what's his view on the accounting profession, how we sit? Obviously, he's, he talks to a lot of accountants. He looks, talks to a lot of leaders in the in the profession. So he's able to sort of bring everything together a little bit and give his own opinion on it as well. And, and like Seth, said we met up again recently at the digital cpa conference but also um I, i'm pretty sure we sat for a whiskey um years ago with um a few guys from accounting web as well right when you were there so but that was indeed we did it might have been quickbooks connect or something like that it was one of the bigger ones but um and then we'll also speaking of events we'll ask seth what his opinion i know you've you've posted something recently on a few events so whatever your top events are for this year oh, oh yeah it'd be cool to share a couple so um, happy so to seth, do that i did recently just write about that so it's all fresh yeah. in my head so why don't you um give a bit of a background because you're in a new role yourself Right. So tell everybody a bit about Accountants Forward. And I love how you sort of put it that it's although it's Accountants Forward, it's a business about you at the end of the day. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. So I needed to come up with, I thought, a snappy name and and I realized it served two purposes. So one was that, you know, yeah, this is a legitimate, you know, business. It's a business concern that that I started with uh, the purpose of what, you know, what the name says. I want nothing more uh, in my professional life than to see the accounting profession move forward. Those who know me know how passionate I am about this. I've spent, you know, uh, 22 and change years overseeing the accounting profession and a variety of editorial roles, most recent with uh, Accounting Web for nearly eight years. Um, when, when they closed the doors here in the U.S., I needed to figure out what was my next move? And uh, I had enough uh, firms and people that I know and trust in the vendor community, in just thought leadership, whatever you want to call it. People that I know and trust um, pretty much all indicated that they really wanted me to kind of stay around as this independent voice in, in yes. the profession. But I needed to figure out how to make a business out of that. So it took me a good year or so to really kind of get rolling with it. I feel like it's starting to click. People are starting to talk to me, reach out to me independently. 
So the whole purpose is really to see a better connection between the vendor community that is looking to sell to or through accountants or accounting professionals. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and, and also just to see them, um, have, uh, you know, have a better connection likewise, um, with the vendors that are looking to serve them and, and also, um, to try to, you know, give them a voice to look content is what I know. This is all kind of a quasi, you know, marketing type of role, but with the eye towards really seeing the profession move forward. Now, I also, you know, obviously I do a fair bit of public speaking. I am on the board uh, advisory committees for a couple of new new uh, live events that are out there, which we'll get to. And, you know, it's all part of this business of me, as you said. So it's really, you know. Um, you know, I could maybe see see hiring a little bit here or there or getting some assistance as things continue to grow. But by and large, people are engaging with me for me, my thoughts, my opinions, my views. And, and I don't necessarily want to take a front face to anything. You know, I'm happy to work behind the scenes to help businesses. And organically, I have had some accounting firms reach out, you know, accounting firm leaders reach out to me and say, hey, look, we this content thing. Uh, there's something to it. And, you know, we're doing, you know, this, that, and the other, but um, we really don't know very much, admittedly, what we're doing and and how things could be or how things could be better. And some of them just want to organize, you know, their approach. So I'm happy to sit in their corner too, because accountants, you know, their 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 first job is is their clients, right? Yes. It's to serve, serve the business community, serve individuals. Um, to the best of their ability. And, you know, writing and putting content out there is not. But they realize that they need to put themselves out there too. So again, organically, I'm I'm finding myself in those conversations and working out ways that I can help out some of these individuals um, to, you know, so their voices get out there too. So I don't really make this entirely about me. Yeah, now with obviously that's uh, that's the focus of you and accountants forward, and and obviously you've got your ear to the ground all the time. You're producing yes. content really across the profession, right? In different areas, looking at technology, looking at the staffing side of things, looking at problems coming up yes. now, and obviously. I'm focusing a little bit more on that staffing element now. So mm-hmm. when we when we talk about that, like. And you've been in the industry now for 20 plus years. Like you've seen the development over the years, like how it's transitioned. What do you see where we are today compared to where we were five, 10 years ago for the profession, just from how firms act? And we'd love to get your opinion on that side of things. Well, I, I think the obvious thing is uh, from a from a staffing point of view, I think that uh, there is sort of a, a, a uh, a ripple effect going on that uh, was was really felt most from the pandemic itself. But I think there was some of the rumblings had started before that. This idea of being in a connected world as we are using the technology that we do, the writing was on the wall to really see more of this how we work kind of thing. And then, you know, people knowing that you can work in a variety of ways, the idea of being physically in an office or at a client um, didn't necessarily 
mean that's how work is going to get done because clearly with technology um you know the professional is still the professional they don't necessarily need that full-time you know role and once you know 2020 uh hit um and and continued for some firms you know didn't start even having people back to the office for a good three years or more and even that starts to look different. So the ripple effect that that had was on what well, we saw it across every business sector. You know, people saw it as, you know, the quiet quitting, the great quit, and all, mm-hmm. the, you know, all of that. It hit the accounting profession, too, you know, because they were, you know, really on the front lines dealing with the IRS, dealing with all the changes coming out of the government. Dealing with, you know, literally businesses that that were were on life support, and it was up to you know they were running triage in a financial sense that yeah. you know they were trying to keep some of these businesses alive. These are their clients. This is their livelihoods, and it was the accountants that were trying to do this. So it really had this somewhat adverse effect, I think, um, emotionally, physically, and everyone kind of really starting to adjust their values of what they value. Most and again, it's not just in the accounting profession too, but in the accounting profession, how the work was done uh, is is changing, and they're demanding it that it change. They're demanding more of their own time. So this idea of life work balance, which is what I'm calling it, I've heard it called that before. I want it to be a thing because Lawrence, what does it do? It puts life first. It's not work-life balance because then you're putting work first. Yeah, it's not. And again, this isn't about slacking off. This isn't about doing a, a less of a job. Quite the opposite. It's just showing where your values are and what your priorities are, and it also is going to help you to be a better professional. So, my long way around to this with staffing is that unless firms are able to truly offer that, like, look flexibility with how you work and how you live as long as work is getting done and that you're getting paid you know fair and equitable and that's a whole other thing my friend yeah the salaries and starting salaries in the accounting profession really have not kept up with the times they haven't kept up with just the reality of business and the, the level of talent you know coming in the level of education that you have to get you know, forget. And then, you know, then if you're going to go for your CPA itself, you can't have someone, you know, coming into the profession and not having it be, you know, still having it be this, uh, uh, you know, just really not being compensated for, you know, for your level of skills, even at, even at the junior level. Um, I think that, you know, starting salaries need to be, um, you know, more fair and equitable. And it just has to be, you know, it just has to be attractive. Otherwise, look, a lot of it's a lot of what's going on. You see the statistics coming out of the ICPA and elsewhere that, you know, folks are not going into public practice. They're choosing to, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, start up businesses or go into, you know, part of finance teams. And even there, you know, that needs to be, you know, fair and equitable as well. And so we're having this issue now of less people to do the work 
Now, I get that that's been a trend for some time is that, you know, with with technology, you don't have to necessarily bill by the hour anymore. You don't have to. And that prevents that that prevents you from having to do volume work. You can do value work instead of volume. So you don't need as many clients. But at the end of the day, the work still has to get done. And it's still a very glaring factor that, you know, that you don't have that work, that that life work balance. You don't have the fair and equitable. And then here's a third thing that I'm railing about diversity. Um, It's a topic that a lot of folks don't want to talk about because it either makes them uncomfortable or they don't feel like they have much of a say or or can say much on the topic. Bottom line is everyone has a say in employing staff and working with companies as well that are you know that you know reflect the world that we're we're in it's not a white male world and it has not been in quite some time and the accounting profession when i first started you had mentioned this um one of the biggest issues was that there was only and this was about 20 20 plus years ago um, you had at, at, at the firm leadership level, you had maybe 2% that were female, 2%. Yeah. That has clearly changed. Yeah. And now you, people of color, about the same 2% in firm leadership. To me, that's sad. It's like, what, you know, we're in 2024 here, my friend. Yeah. Hire people on their level of talent. And what they can bring to your clients and to a client base. That's and it it. Is, yeah, and it, it is a culmination, right? It's a culmination of quite a lot of things, quite a lot of major factors. So I know that really that was a, a nebulous up. answer, yeah. but there's a lot of there's a lot of factors to just the staffing issue. It's not just one thing. The 150 hours thing for CPAs to get your CPA, sure. I could see it as a deterrent for some, and some would even argue, and I agree, that there is, you know, some, uh, it's not as inclusive to, you know, Black and Latino professionals, statistically. Yeah. Tends to not really favor, you know, uh, you know, that group of, of individuals. And that's not right. <laughs> You know, I mean, we see it in our education system, too. It's And again, this is not necessarily an easy answer, but it has to start with making real uh, committed decisions at the firm leadership level. And then the whole partner path thing and partner hours. And again, this is just, you know, more relevant to the CPA world, which yeah. ha- which has historically had this partner path. Thing. And a lot of folks, you know, this this whole co- or career path, even it's like, well, you know, I get out, I'm a young, you know, junior accountant, getting my CPA, or maybe I got my CPA, and you're expected to work 60, 80 hours, weekends, whatever, you know, and and do audits and you know, grunt work. The grunt work. Yeah. You're on the front lines, do the grunt work. And maybe in 10 years you'll you'll make partner, depending on your billable hours. That's not fun. Yeah. Flat out. 
just going to be blunt about it. It's just not a career that necessarily people want just because, well, this is, this is, this is how it is. This is how it's always been. It's time for how it's always been to change. It's past time, my friend. Past time for the way it is to change. And and it has to start at the leadership level. Yeah. Yeah. And becoming, again, more comfortable with those uncomfortable topics, right? At the end of the day. And that's part of the reason for creating living in the uncomfortable, living there for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lead. It has to start from the leaders realistically in the first. And I hear, again, there's, again, people will say, okay, it starts at the AICPA. It starts. But again, I think they can only do so much, right? At the end of the day, like they, they'll put it out there. It's firm leaders. It's, you know, the owners, the the firms, correct. They need to really do it as a, and, and now, and putting that life work position in place, right? Just to, just to break it down, like, can you give, what can a firm, when we talk about culture within mm. this profession, right, inside mm-hmm. firms, whether it's a small firm, whether it's a big firm, like what can firm leaders do from a small perspective, even just a couple of things to move towards that life work balance, which is going to make, A, make their business more attractive, but also just make it more attractive for people looking at the industry itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what, are, what are a couple of like actionable steps? I've seen um, a lot of small things, you know, um, don't have to come in certain days of the week, not a requirement. You choose, or maybe, you know, maybe the firm chooses, maybe they just really look, realistically look how many days a week do we actually need you physically here? And again, I, I'm I'm not full for fully. I'm not all for fully remote. Let's get that clear, because otherwise live events wouldn't happen, and and all and all that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, there is something to a firm culture to to being able to be together, exchange ideas, meet up. We're going to have you know. All right, this is the day we do this. Have some yeah, purpose. Have some purpose to it. Maybe end of the week. Maybe there's a something. End of the month, firm bonding, we go, we just do, you know, we do lunch, we do, I don't know, go out to the community. I know some of the bigger firms, very active in their, in their communities. They enjoy that. They enjoy giving back to the businesses and people that they serve. Yeah. Um, just something that says, we care about you and your time. And, you, and, you par- and, and both of us are parents. You're a new parent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, really, don't physically expect you to be here for a few months, not a few weeks, because you know that those 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 first two to three months are intense. How do you expect someone to be? Oh, we need you physically back here. No, you can still check in from home while you know while your child's you know napping or they're they're getting some care. You know what have you. Maybe even offer some childcare options from the from the get go. Like I know most uh, daycare, uh, I couldn't, we couldn't get our child in, and that's fine. I, I think it totally makes sense. Um, the earliest we could get into to daycare around here uh, was three months, and they were all set up yeah. to 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 do that. And we would supply them with whatever they needed, to take care of our child. But those first like three months, why should it just be you know? For you know, for the mother, it's it's parents. It's a, you're a team. 
Yeah, I'll you know? mention I'll mention how whether you're a partner, male, female, it doesn't matter. Like you're, it's your part, you're, if you're in a partnership with someone, that is you are the parents. And yeah. you need to be there for those sort of crucial times. So having that flexibility, things happen. And and as you know, yours are two and four, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doctor appointments, things come up. Yeah. Correct. Something gets sick, sick. Oh man, I gotta. It's a priority. Yeah. You know, I I've we've had times where, you know, kid, we went to drop off for the day, went to drop them off daycare, and they they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we don't really like he's got a little kind of rash on the back of his head, you know, we're yeah. sorry. Can't take him in. Where do yeah. they go for the day? Sorry. You got to be flexible with when life happens because life happens. Yeah. And if you're at a place that's just like, oh, I don't know, uh, you're, you're calling out a lot. You're not going to want to be there for and it. doesn't, you know, it doesn't really foster, you know, the time. It's like you want to focus on, on, you know, not just, you know, being a great place to, you know, want to come to initially, but to stay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that one of the things to think about from that perspective is if you look outside of the profession, right? I mean, I have friends that, again, they had a kid and it was both the um, maternity leave and paternity leave. I think they both, their husband works for a tech company. He was out for three Three months, I think they got. Um, it's that, the, that's that kind of crucial time, man. You yeah. remember, this wasn't too long ago for you, and and for anyone, uh, you know. That's and that's just one thing. I'm not saying you know, yeah, it, but Correct. the but it's a good example of how life happens and things that in your life that have to just take a little more priority than work. I would still say during some of that time, it's like, look, we just want you to check in. Log into the to you know to the workflow system, the practice management system, something. Just especially if you're a manager yourself, you're just expected to check in with your team. I get that, but it doesn't require you you know to be present you know for you know hours and hours at a time. That's a firm that values life first. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, again, it's an individual, right? So again, you, it's not necessary that it's going to be the same thing for everybody, right? It's looking at, as you Just grow, a couple of examples, you know, yeah. I mean, it could be anything, you know, individually, you know, depending where your firm physically is. Yeah. Maybe you're like, yeah, you know, we just, um, you know, we, we really just, you know, maybe we don't need everyone in the office all, all the time. Or maybe we, you know, we, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it could be any number of things you know, get, get creative. Yeah. Once you start seeing your staff as, as, as the people and individuals that they are and meeting them where they're at, um, they'll feel like they're, they're a part of something. They'll want to, you know, to put in uh, the, you know, the, the time and the, and the effort. Now, can you give, um, like, what's the opinion? Like, again, you, like I said, I mean, you have your ear to the ground, right? You're not just in this profession, but you hear what people are saying about the profession. Like, what mm-hmm. what's the outside view of the profession from your opinion that you're hearing, whether it's coming from people leaving and going to the private practice, whether it's people uh, even at the grassroots level, high school, college, like, what what are you hearing in regards to the view of the profession itself? I think it's just that. I think it's it's you know all of the things I brought up initially. It's that you know it's not very diverse. 
It's not really, you know, uh, you know, the life work balance is out of whack. Compensation is out of whack. And just, you know, just the whole, it's still, you know, again, and I know, trust me, I know firms that are making a conscious effort to change all of those things. And that is how it, it is going to happen. And it might not be a comfortable thing, especially leaning into technology more too. All that's out there, it's not, I understand this, there's some distrust, um, you know, out there because it's different. It's new to you. Um, it's not the way that you're comfortable doing things, not the way you're used to doing things. This is what I mean about living in the uncomfortable. Yeah. Is, you know, just doing things, engaging in activities that maybe aren't just things that you're used to. It's not that, you know, things that cause actual discomfort. That's totally different. I'm talking about things that are just not in that zone of, all right, this feels, you know, feels, you know, like what I'm used to. Yeah. That's what I hear from the outside. And, you know, and then, you know, and then, you know, specifically the tax focus folks, you know, I get it. I get the frustrations with the IRS, which is a totally underfunded body of the government and has been for so long, (laughs) way behind on technology and processes, way behind on, you know, their own staffing needs. And as long as they continue to oversee uh, the collection of taxes and 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 uh, and uh, enforcing of tax laws, as long as that they're that you know play that role, um, there's individuals that have to deal with them, just like yeah. you do, um, you know, with with any you know with anything, and they're just getting too too tied to that part of the business um, has really, you know, caused a lot of burnout. And so folks have either had to really, really reimagine <clears throat> their role as an accountant um, with, without having to, to do that too much, if at all, or, you know, or they're just, as you said, they're just, they're just dipping out. They're done. Yeah. It's too, it's been too much, you know, uh, they're, you know, they're going into other, other areas of work. Yeah, and I appreciate I appreciate the again you covering this again a fun fun topic and and listen I mean I it's it's a very real topic that needs to again it's uncomfortable it's real people need mm-hmm. to think about it and listen to it and act on it now right and really look towards okay what can we do differently at the end of the day um, mm-hmm. so and then just lightening the mood a little bit right can you <laughs> let's let's look towards. Okay, n- let's this year, do that. <laughs> this year, where we can, where people can learn some of these, cover some of these areas as well. Because at the end of the day, people are also feeding them advice at different events around the country, mm-hmm. right? Now, what are some of the top picks that you think that firm leaders should be going to to get a grasp of these type of challenges and not just hear about the problems that, again, are being covered a lot in the media for sure, but now listen to some solutions as well. Yeah, like I you mean- shared. Things can can things tend to get uh, they can turn into a bit of an echo chamber. Yeah. So you know you want to be wary of of things that are just going to be the same old same old, and you're just going to hear what you want to hear reflected back at you, or you're going to hear someone else's agenda reflected back at you. That's not going to affect any real change. Yeah. But 
if you're just going for some networking and CPE, go where your people are, first and foremost. But should you want to do something different, break out of the ordinary, here may be some other ideas. And again, these live events are very much about your community connecting with others that you might not have, listening to them, as well as the folks who are put up on, on, uh, on the stage and, and, even in the, and even in the vendor areas too. Um, you know, so the few events, you know, that I know of um, that, uh, well, let, let me point out the new ones. I'm not necessarily yeah. saying, 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 you know, better or worse, but new on the scene offering some different ideas. Um, out of the gate, I'm going to go with um, Accounting Today's Firm Growth Forum. A little biased there, I'm going to admit. I am on the advisory committee for that event. I'm not the only one. We have a, we have a, a pretty balanced committee of, uh, of, you know, other, you know, practitioners and, you know, people who are recognizable in the, in the, uh, the accounting space. I think that's um, in California this year, right? It is. Right? It's second yeah. year. It's in San Diego, different location. It's another resort out in San Diego. That's going to be uh, in May. Uh, I uh, let me just solidify the dates for for you all who are uh, listening in at at uh, at home. Uh, but I believe it is the twenty first. It's a, it's two solid days of it's interesting that they structured it this way. Usually you don't see this. So what they want folks to do really is, you know, you you arrive on a on a Monday. Right. So this is before, obviously, before uh, more day we get. Yeah. So, yeah. So Tuesday, the 21st, Wednesday, the 22nd, the two solid days. So you arrive on like a Monday, settle in. Maybe have some drinks in the lobby, catch up with some folks, and then it starts bright and early Tuesday morning, full day agenda, workshops, keynotes, case studies on display, um, and then your breakout tracks, plenty of networking, two solid days. And at the end of the two days, Sundown on uh, on the twenty second, big party, and then you know um, should you choose to stay for that, um, and then everyone kind of can take off uh, the next uh, the next morning. Um, so that's one. And firm growth forum is really um, it's not for everybody. Uh, it's not going to be for every firm owner uh, out there. Uh, but for anyone who tends to be, well, growth-minded, not all firms are, that's not as important for them. But if you're looking to grow in some way, say you've you've added a cash practice or you're looking to, you want to hear from, from some others, find out, you know, tips, tricks, get a roadmap, get a plan together. Um, great opportunity to do that. You know, or if you're looking to, you know, you know, add some staff, maybe merge in, maybe you're looking to buy. Uh, you looking to grow through M and A or succession in some some way? Look at some such plan. All that is growth. Um, this is the show for you. Tends to attract 
tends to. It was only it was only one year, but uh, you know the the folks that uh, you know I'm seeing that are going and and uh, you know went last year, um, more mid to larger uh, firms, uh, twenty and up staff, I should okay. say. Not that some smaller's aren't there, but you know it tends that's that's who it tends to attract. Okay. Cool. Um, second, um, and this one's pretty great. Um, it was a bit of a grassroots effort um, last year. Uh, the folks who were on Twitter later became X, but they didn't change their moniker. A um, bunch of tax professionals decided we need after the they're like after the three plus years that we had, we need a break. We need each other. We are going to form uh, an event. So last year in in Denver. Uh, a bunch of tax professionals, CPAs and enrolled agents got together under the moniker of Tax Twitter. They all follow each other. They all talk to each other on Twitter X. And they put an event together and they got some sponsorship. And they, it was just all, you know, networking and talking about, you know, tax code changes and, and their own practices. So it's going into its second year. That's going to be in Chicago. I'm not sure exactly where, but that's going to be, I believe, the 18th to the 20th of July. And that is going to roll into another um, event that I'm pushing hard for is Bridging the Gap. That is brought to you by the folks at Trimeric Group, um, those who follow uh, the Unique CPA podcast uh, started by Randy Crabtree, CPA. And he's the co-founder of Trimeric Group as well. Um, last year's event really tended to attract more forward-minded, um, mostly small, small and mid-sized firms who were wanting to be challenged and wanting to hear and see about new technology and new ways of working, just as we were talking about earlier, Lawrence. These are the folks that want to know what to do to be more inclusive, to have more of life work balance. There was, there was, there was a session there that really stood out in my mind about uh, a, a woman, you know, a tax professional, you know, got up there and spoke very bluntly and forwardly about how she and her husband took a vacation in the middle of March, right in the middle of tax season, <laughs> and you know, shock horror, right? How do you, yeah. how do you do that? And she runs a small firm. Um, she did that and she explained how. Walked everyone through the process. This is how you do that. We just made a commitment to do it. Talk about living in the uncomfortable. Not, not, yeah. not a very comfortable thing to think about doing. But once you do it and you come back, it was like four days. And you're refreshed and you're ready. And you've, you've communicated all this with your clients. That kind of thing. That puts the individual and individuals in your firm first. And it was just a very free and open kind of kind of event where, you know, people felt safe to kind of talk about any of these things, laugh, cry, what have you, um, about what they could be doing better. And and definitely folks showed up at this event who were like, yeah, I am thinking of just shutting it all down at the end of this year. Somebody talked me out of it, kind of, kind of frame of mind. Um, so if you find yourself like that's you, or you want to hear from these folks, definitely show up bridging the gap. 
that's that's also uh, going to be at uh, well, it's not quite Chicago. It's at the uh, uh, it's in Rosemont, which is kind of where where uh, O'Hare is. Um, you know, really nice uh, hotel out there, the Lowe's Hotel. It's plenty of plenty of things to say and do um, around there. Um, also, uh, for you know, folks who might have missed it, ZeroCon is back. Um, for the zeros in the world, or the folks who've maybe thinking about, hey, I really have known about this platform for a while. I don't really use it. A couple of my clients do. I'd like to know more. I'd like to know more about their partners that they have. Um, again, tends to attract the more sort of forward. Okay, and again, plenty of folks, plenty of pro, pro advisors, plenty of plenty of QuickBooks folks show show up. Uh, definitely, uh, when they had it two years ago in New Orleans, this year is in Nashville. In uh, in the middle of August, um, you know, they were like, "Yeah, I, I want to see what Zero is all about." Yeah. So again, vendor focused event, um, but you know, some familiar partners that go, um, meaning some of the technology companies and and firms that you might know, and you'll hear from Zero ambassadors and other firms who might might be very more well versed in the platform and what it can do for you and your clients. Yeah, and I can um, I can vouch. I went to ZeroCon a few years ago, a very fun yeah. event pre-COVID. I I went. It might have even been in Tennessee. Um, so, but it was a uh, no very good event. I enjoyed it a lot. So, and these these other ones are definitely newer on the radar, right? In the past two three years, they've really come up. Um, yeah. So again, and and pushing really the boundaries of okay, a bit more uncomfortable for some, right? In that sense, but talking about these issues, talking about what we can do differently. Right to keep growing and moving the profession along. Yeah, and a little bit different. And one more I want to just mention, um, you know, just on on a personal level because I I, I know him and have known him for so long. Um, uh, those who know Hector Garcia, um, oh, yeah. he yeah. he's you know he's pretty well known you know figure thought leader what have you put any title you want on him. A lot of people know Hector. Um, and you know, he's been deep, deep in the, in the QuickBooks, uh, world for a while. He actually has launched his own event, uh, called, uh, uh, re Rame, I think, uh, 2024 individual conversations for accountants. And that is going to be in October on the 23rd uh, to the 26th in Fort Lauderdale. And. I think that is fantastic because I, I know Hector is very, very Mike, like, like myself, Hector is very passionate about this profession. And he, you know, sorry, reframe, excuse me, reframe, 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 okay. excuse me, reframe um, is, you know, kind of similar to kind of, you know, the goals of bridging the gap. You know, but it's it's thinking about yourself as a professional and accounting professional, and you know, truly re helping to rebrand it, because that's really what's needed, man. It's it's you. You asked the question earlier about you know just this impression that people have about accountants, even other accounting professionals, what they do, um, how they do things. And, you know, so he's he's making an effort to to help try to and change that 
as well. And I, and I applaud him for it. But it's really great, man, seeing, you know, we're a couple couple years removed from, you know, the worst of the pandemic that we that we saw, which which all but shut down live events. Yeah. And and a lot of folks over the years and having been to so many over the 20 plus years I've been doing this. um, It was a shame to just kind of see the same old. Getting. You know, again, and, and there, there's some other great, great events out there that I, I encourage people to continue to just find your people, you know, go to where, you know, you're also comfortable going and you get the most value from. If you know that you want to go to a Scaling New Heights or an Engage or QuickBooks Connect or, you know, any, any number of vendor events that are out there throughout the year, because you know your people are there, go. Definitely, because they're your support. They're your community. Yeah. But it's so great to just see, Lawrence, that there's this, there, people are willing to put time and freaking money <laughs> into. And they, these are not cheap affairs to, to put on a live event. You're really literally putting your neck out there and mm-hmm. saying, I believe in this. I think this can work. I'm going to put my time and my money into this because I think people are going to go. I think they're going to get some value out of it and they need something, you know, else. And, you know, there was a time where I really thought live events were going to kind of go away because, you know, of their their purpose. A lot of them were just, well, I'm going for the CPE and I get to see some people that I like, you know, but now that you can get your CPE pretty much anywhere, like I love what Blake and David are doing with Earmark. So easy. Yep. Just listen to a podcast, get some CPE. Fantastic. Um, you know, you've been able to, you know, webinars, you know, for years, but you don't get that human uh, element, that human interaction that we all need. And that's Correct. the thing that's really going to move this profession forward, which, as you know, that's what I'm all about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm very, again, very passionate, which is awesome. And it's, and again, really happy to have you on, Seth. I, I think that, again, coming, coming full circle around like the event side of things as well. And I, I, I think it was a bridge in the gap. They did a special deal or something for high school students and stuff like that as well. But yes, I, mean, I, that's I happening this year. Um, yeah, you know, people who wanting to come, you know, high school, college, people wanting to come into the profession, definitely discounts for them. Highly encouraged to get the new blood, potential new blood who want to really see what this profession's all about, see what accounting professionals are truly yeah. like. Yeah, behind closed doors, and uh, but yeah, I mean, firm <laughs> leaders bring 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 interns to these events, bring team your, members, your, younger team your members, junior members. In. They have yeah. to know. Um, and I know all the ones that I mentioned. You know, from Growth Form, Bridging the Gap, all the rest. Same. You know, leadership should go because ultimately you're making those decisions. But bring some staff too. Yeah. No, agree. If you can. Agree. So, no, super, super appreciate it, Seth. Thank you for joining me. And um, is there anything that you want to say? Just maybe give you details where people can find you as well, just so that, um, just to wrap it up now. Certainly. Well, everyone can always find me. And I, uh, I, I have to, uh, you know, thank the folks um, that, that, that really helped me out at the start. Uh, you know, my buddy Rory Henry uh, and uh, the folks at, uh, at Arrowroot. Uh, they, 
you know, really kind of saw something in me and um, helped me get my domain, which is where you can find me, sethfeinberg.com. You can also type in accountantsforward.com as well. Sorry, our, our root family offices are there. They're out in Irvine. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Real difficult. Um, I've got a weekly newsletter. It's free. Um, if you don't mind me clogging up your inbox once a week, um, please do sign up. Also, um, you might you know start to get it if you get the CPA trend lines. Um, communiques, um, you'll probably see me there as well through a new relationship that I have with uh cpa trend lines so um you'll get the feinberg review that's my newsletter uh and then of course you can look at look me up on linkedin twitter i am at b2b seth you can uh chat a little bit there i usually just share share some daily uh, musings and thoughts and things like that about not just accounting but music and food and beer <laughs> so well. you're a normal person. So you've got a different life as well, Seth. Like indeed, outside of accounts, not uh, no accountants will have a different life outside of their accounting. So I wrote a whole article about that, about how you need to find your other. But I, we would need a whole other hour to talk about yeah, that. Yeah. So, but no, I really appreciate it, Seth, and thank you for everyone joining um, Business Beyond Borders, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Um, and again, you mentioned Rory. I'm pretty sure Rory's on one of the future episodes, if not, um, if not the one following this. So he has uh, always a lot person. to say. Um, definitely bringing financial planning and and the family office to the CPA profession. It's another another great way for them to to grow. Yep, agreed. Thanks, Seth. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. Thanks, Lawrence. Thank you for tuning in to Business Beyond Borders. I'm Lawrence Whittam, and it's been a pleasure bringing you impactful insights tailored for the modern CPA firm. Remember, the world of accounting is vast and ever-evolving, and we're here to navigate it together. For more resources and episodes, don't forget to subscribe and reach out to our experts. Until next time, keep pushing the boundaries of your business and explore the limitless possibilities beyond borders.